Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Blood Time. Um, we want to uh, really thank the people at Anchor and encourage you if you are starting your own podcast or currently using uh, another platform in your podcast to uh, try Anchor. Anchor is a terrific platform. We're very, very pleased with their performance and their technology as well as uh, their support. So uh, give it a try. Anchor is a great, great uh, technology and platform, and we're pleased that uh, they are uh, one of our great uh, partners at Blood Time. Thanks for listening, and uh, continue to support us as we will support you with great stories. Thank you. Blood Time, the podcast that speaks to the bond, the emotion between coach and athlete at the interscholastic and intercollegiate level. Each interview, each segment will reveal that bond and what was learned, how they were transformed, and what each athlete took to the world at large from that transformation. These stories will warm your heart and astound you all together. Submitted for your approval, now it is blood time. We are blood. Welcome to the second episode of Blood Time. I want to thank our previous guests, Sonny Marchetti, the head coach at Notre Dame College, home of the Falcons, and Mark Haywald, head coach at the Blue Streaks of John Carroll University, both head coaches for the wonderful sport of wrestling. I also want to thank my marvelous producer, Maverick Peters, and uh, we want to uh, also thank our new guest. And our guest today is a young man that I've known since he was 14 years old, Scott Safanovitz, a 25-year veteran of the Chagrin Falls Police Department, and he has served our community and our country since the early 90s. Scott, welcome. Thank you for having me. Scott, so today we talk about blood time. I know that you played two sports, I think maybe maybe more for sure, in, in high school at Beachwood High School. I coached you, I, and, and complete transparency, I coached you as your head wrestling coach for four years. You were the captain of our 91 team. But I also know that you, ref, uh, you, you, not, you didn't wrestle, but you played football for a Hall of Fame coach, Joe Perella. I did. Uh, my, he also coached my brother, Craig. Tell me a little bit about that, that team, those lessons, and of course the lessons learned in the wrestling room at Beachwood? Well, both sports, uh, the lessons I learned have carried me a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, more than, I hate to say it, more than the academics. You know, I can't remember what I learned in calculus, but I remember the disciplines, the camaraderie that right. you had with the coaches, your teammates, uh, the discipline to to just push through adversity physically and mentally. Right. Uh, you know, I think high school sports and sports for that matter are great for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when it comes to football, uh, you know, just, you know, it's not just a physical toughness, it's a mental toughness. For me, I was a 145-pound nose tackle and was first-team all-conference two years in Ohio my senior year, uh, certainly not on my physical attributes at right. five foot nothing, 145 pounds, right. but it's a mental toughness. and Heart, uh, too, though, right? A lot, heart, of, lot heart. of heart. A lot of heart, a lot of heart. And and there's got to be a little meanness in there, Indeed. too, I think, yeah. too. yeah, a little and, grit. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, you know, it was just such a great feeling to be pushed by such a great coach yeah. in Joe Perella. Yeah. Uh, and, and his staff was so amazing. We, we wanted to do well. Like my senior year, 
mm-hmm. we went eight and two. Sure. And people looked at us like that was a disappointment because yep. we were so good. Right. And eight and two, most schools would have been happy with that. We were like, ugh, we kind of stunk. You know, but, uh, you know, I, what I heard was that, you know, and I never had the, 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 the joy of playing for Joe because uh, I was a, a lot older at the time. But I heard that he created a family atmosphere that was – he just – you couldn't beat his family atmosphere. You couldn't beat it. You know, we would – we would, you know, we would. We were pretty much the only, you would say, diverse uh, team uh-huh. in in the conference, and right. he would get you so fired up before if he played, you know, more of a, you know, school that was didn't have the diversity. Right, you guys more are, of a homogeneous. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. make you know, like you guys are this, but your right. family, you might be, right. you know, black, white. We're a family, and we're all together. It doesn't matter our sure. differences, and we're going to go out and kick their ass. And right, and and he just created such a family atmosphere, and also that tough love. Sure, I mean, he was his staff and him. They weren't the coaches who would. Yeah, you got yelled at when you screwed up, but it was okay. You right. know, I think it's a, a different. You know, it was love there. Total right. love there, yeah. and yeah. and uh, it was awesome. It was great to be a part of those dominant Beachwood football teams of sure. the late '80s, early '90s, mm-hmm. uh, and wrestling. I mean, oh, I, I don't have to tell you, it was family too. I mean, yeah. uh, everything, the struggles we had, and uh, you know, my you know, the first year, you know, freshman year, we weren't a very good team. And then every year we developed until we were a dominant team. By, right. You know, senior year. Yeah, you guys, uh, your senior year, I think won fourteen dual meets. We did, and we beat the state, Division Three state champs at your Ledgemont. Exactly, and I also believe that uh, we set a pretty good uh, precedent at the sectional tournament too. Did we not? We, we, we scored we, a lot of points. We we beat on a lot of uh, other teams, and when again started. Not the best as freshmen, you know. Exactly. Took, a, took a lot of lumps, yep. and it could have been easy to quit for a lot of us because uh-huh. it's no fun losing. Right. But again, it's that mental toughness. It's that grit to continue forward. You know, it, it would have been a lot easier to say, "I'm done with this. Right. I'm going to go home yep. and eat Twinkies and a hose and pizza, which I enjoy." <laughs> um, Who doesn't, and, right? <laughs> Especially the Twinkies. Hell yeah! And yeah, Twinkie that, defense, yeah, and not have to worry about your weight. Right. And, and, you know, because, again, wrestling, again, it's an individual sport. When you win, it's all you. But when you get your butt kicked, you can't blame anybody it's but It's a very honest sport, right, you, Scott? You, you, it's a very you, honest you, sport. You can't hide. Right. You let can't me, hide. Let me ask you about your assistant coaches. Uh, was there an assistant coach that you bonded with uh, on the football team that became your guy? You know, I, there was a guy like that for me. I was a... Like you, I was a very small, I was a five foot seven, hundred and fifty pound center, and there was a guy by the name of Dave Capostasy who was my guy. He just, I just knew that he had my back. Was there a guy like that uh, oh, on sure. the football team? Sure, Coach T.I. Oh, uh, yeah, right. He, uh, yeah, yeah, he definitely liked me because he, uh, you know, he was a little, uh, little off, kind of like little off, yeah. little <laughs> off, and I think we had that bonding. Like, sure. he called me wild man, crazy man, right? You right. know, because I was a little, little off. He used to bang my head on the field before the plays, <laughs> sure, and, and uh, uh, so I think we hit, we were kind of kindred spirits of sorts, one right. might say. Uh, so you know he kind of you know kind of mm-hmm. you know was was there for me. But again, tough love. If I, right. if I uh, needed to get yelled at, they had no problem yelling at me. Yep. Uh, took it. You know. And, took it and how did that affect you? And then how did that affect you going forward? How did that transform you into your adulthood? You know what? You just learn. You know. <sighs> How it transformed me as an adult, you know, the lessons from football wrestling, you know, from the coaching staff is that, you know what, sometimes 
you, you got to get a kick in the ass, you yeah. know, from your, you know, from from the people who care about you that are trying to mold you into an adult. Sure. And you know, as a kid, you don't maybe see it as you know as much. Sometimes you know, it's like, oh, you know. But right. as an adult, you you say, boy, that coach was right. That parent was right. That yeah. that neighbor adult was. It's right. It's amazing how smart they got between the ages of eighteen yes. and twenty one, right? Yes. <laughs> and and now uh, you know, and 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 I've carried it over. I, I you sure. know, I'd like to say to my police career where. Tell me about that. Yeah. Where, you know. Working in Chagrin, I've been a juvenile officer pretty much okay. since day one. I deal, you know, I been in the schools as an SRO, mm-hmm. uh, school resource officer. That's what SRO is. Okay. Uh, I've deal with juvenile crimes. Mm-hmm. I, I even when not in the school, I'm always walking around, messing around with the kids, having sure. having fun. I never turn a blind eye to their poor decisions and poor behavior, right? Because it's not personal, but. I yeah. do my job. You have to do your job. I do sure. my job, but I also get along well with the kids. Right. And, so you and empathize with them. I empathize with them, sure. but I do my job. So I think it's carried over to those lessons of mm-hmm. sort of tough love that okay. you need sometimes. Okay. There's been kids I've pulled aside who I know, you know, are, yep. are going down the wrong path. Sure. Whether sure. it's, uh, you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't always have to be criminal. Yep. And just to, to try to guide them and help them and, and, uh, you know, quite frankly, I've seen kids decades later yeah. who I've seen during Blossom Weekend, which is like our big memorial festival. Beautiful time in the end of May, right? It is nice. Yeah, Not fantastic. nice to be a policeman there, but it's nice, nice, it's nice to uh, be there. Nice Indeed. to be there. Right. But I've seen kids who, you know, decades later, hey, Officer Scott, you know, last yep. name's long. They just call me Scott. I think right. I'll retire with them thinking that's my last name. Uh-huh. Uh you know, I'm so sorry. I was like a jackass when I was in right. high school. It's like, right. hey, I don't take it personal. I, yeah. You know, and they've grown, but they see, you know, kind of the coaching lessons that I've kind of passed on to them. Gotcha. Through, you know, maybe not a, a, a sport, but right. I try to coach them in in life, doing life. Because certainly, again, I was no saint. I made my mistakes in life, as we yeah. all do. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the key is learning from your mistakes and if you have positive things you can pass on to the next generation, I, I certainly try to. Yeah, and that's awesome because really you are serving all of us, you know, as the line of defense to some degree. Sure. To the last line of defense. But also to the last the first line of humanity. Yeah. You know? Because that's really, in my estimation, your your title is a peace officer. Sure. Correct? So when you're out there patrolling keeping vigilance, you're there to serve and protect. But more importantly, you're there as our first line of humanity. That's the first thing that you're the first person somebody is going to see when they make their first really bad decision. In many cases, yes. Yes. Uh, We we would like to think in a lot of cases, yes, we're part of the process, but you know, it all begins at home. Sure. You know, we'd love, you know, the parents to Well, you're to not a parent. Yeah, we're not, not the parent. You're, you're but not, unfortunately, you're not society's sometimes, parents. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, sometimes people look at us. Indeed. They, they want us to be the parent for their right. child. Right. You know, but uh, it's a community effort. It's the school. It's right. the teachers. It's the sure. administrators. It's the coaches. Yep. It's the parents. It's the police. It's right. it's your dentist. Yeah. So we kind of. It's, it's, yeah, it's your it's minister. Everything. It's your priest. It's, it's, it's your rabbi. It's whoever everything. it is. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. everything. Absolutely. And so, so tell me, tell me, you know. Uh, obviously, uh, we had hard practices, oh, you know, oh, and, I, and I remember a few times where I saw you and Paul uh, not doing well <laughs> yeah. at the end of practices no. um, yeah. because of the hard, the hard practices that we had. But I know personally that I know that I can outwork people. 
most people. And when the chips come down, I can really, you know, kind of grit it out. Was that something that you learned or was there something different that you learned from those types of practices that only wrestling can give? Boy, wrestling practice, that's a, that's an animal itself. Isn't it? You know, you'd, you'd go from football, which was tough, but sure. also it was, it was fun. Football practice is fun, lining up, hitting people. Right. Right. You know, it wasn't that intense. It was tapered down each week mm-hmm. leading up to Friday nights or Saturday days sure. if there was a Saturday. Well, you had to. Yeah. So you got to have a healthy you, team, you had right? To. Yeah. But wrestling was morning yeah. practice. Right. Uh, and then, you know, and then after school. And it was so demanding and exhausting. And, yeah. it you know, it made you mentally tough. But yeah. it was tough. You couldn't just go home and go carb up or eat to your heart's content. You had, you had to work your butt off and then go home and eat a... 500 calories out and go to bed on it, you know, because right. you're always watching what you're Or once in a while, maybe a piece of chicken or a piece of Yeah, piece it wasn't a lot. And so it was just a whole, it was a 24-hour, I hate to say job, because it certainly wasn't a pain job, but it was a job wrestling, yeah. you know, yeah. unlike any other thing. Mm-hmm. And it was just so mentally and physically, it it it, make, it definitely makes you stronger in all right. aspects. And, uh, it, but, you know, it's not fun. Wrestling, right. there, any wrestling practices says hey it's fun they're crazy if someone says it's fun it's not fun but again the results of winning are the best yeah but again you look at the the bonding you have with your staff your coaches your assistant you know this the head coach assistants the other wrestlers because you're all going through it together right it's 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 brutal well i know that you're really close with paul martin oh yeah you're just you're you're, one of my friends to this day yeah your your co uh co-captain oh yeah and of course, you had uh, you know the current athletic director, one of the top guys, and in, in, in a good friend of mine, dear friend of mine, Ryan Peters, sure. as your co-captain, as well. Tell me a little bit about those life friendships that occur because of that bond, and what that means to you. Well, you know, it's, Paul lives in Virginia now, right. and we still, you know, keep in touch. We have right. children around the same age, That's cool. you know, so you know, we kind of compare notes here and there, and. Mm-hmm. You know he's he's doing great. You know we 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 still talk. It's like whenever I run into people from high school, it's always nice to see people here and there. Right. But that's the one when I see them, it always just it, yeah. it, or talk to them. I don't have to talk to them for months, but right. it's like we just as soon as we talk, nothing changes. Mm-hmm. You know because we went through the trenches together. Uh, right. You know between football and wrestling, and it was just amazing. And with Ryan. I mean, I mean, same thing. I mean, sure. Ryan's busy. You know, oh, yeah. he's always busy. Yeah, whatever well, you call him, he's running he's, a he's, lot of lot of teams. At he's running the show at Beachwood. And, <laughs> That's right. And but uh, you know, it's so great just to have that bond with those guys. And right. you always have a funny story with them. And uh, and I, 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 I was just telling someone about it last week at work. Okay, uh, share share the story. Before my senior year. The Plain Dealer came out, did an article on, Remember it. on the stat, you know, you guys sure. and Ryan, Paul, and I, basically, a nice preview before uh, wrestling. Sure. And they took a picture of the three of us <laughs> <laughs> posing with the coaching staff in the Plain right. Dealer. Right. And at the time, my last name is Safanowitz, the long last name. Only mm-hmm. You're not going to find too many in the phone book. Right. And back then, you had your kids line and all that nonsense. Sure. So the night was in the plane dealer. La- the days of landlines. Right? Yes. I, yes. <laughs> Not many left anymore. Not too many. <laughs> right. So that night, I'm at home, got mm-hmm. my own kids line, one might say, okay. and I get a phone call from a lady. Yeah. Hello, is Scott there? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, th- th- this is. Uh-huh. She's like, 
what are you wearing? <laughs> I'm like, what That's the right. heck is going on? And me, I'm 18 years old. I hang up the phone. Now it's like, oh, my God, I can have so much fun messing with her. But back then, that's it's like, yeah. So that's always a funny memory I'll always have because of of that plain dealer so picture. I was able with to my get you a little entertainment. Fun stuff. In, it was it was entertaining it's, it's and and I will never forget that and that it was hysterical. funny as to no end Absolutely. and uh, <laughs> yeah so that's always a funny memory of of all of us being together. So who is <laughs> that is a great memory? So who was your favorite assistant coach on the wrestling wrestling team? Well, you know is that's there a, a favorite. <laughs> that, you know it, it's funny. I'll describe wrestling as this for anyone who ha- who doesn't understand wrestling. Mm-hmm. There's the head coach and his assistant coaches. The head coach is basically there to make sure the assistants don't just destroy you <laughs> in, right. in all avenues. You know, the head coach is the one who basically coaches the assistants. Say, okay, these guys have had enough. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I can't, I can't say you could say you have a favorite assistant coach because right. their job was to kill you. To kill you. Right. Uh, I mean, both of my assistant coaches were great yes. in their own ways. Uh, uh, Michael Goldberg and Scott Peters, sure. uh, and they did their job. Oof, yes, you know, I mean, uh, again, as as I was telling you before, the person I would least want to meet in a dark alley to this day <laughs> is Scott Peters. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know, hey, he's a tough guy. He, he's a tough to guy. this day. Absolutely. Him absolutely. and his, him, Ryan. But and he had I, a lot th- of love for you. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, and same, and go there. You. But yeah, Ryan and I joke about it that sure. we'd be in the fetal position <laughs> if right. he came at us still, you know, even at our age. Uh, we, we, yeah, so, uh, yeah. That's, 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 a, that's an incredible, you know, attribute, I mean, a, a tribute to the, the scenario that we created yeah. there, right? Again, these are memories. Yeah. I'm, I'm been out of high school going on 30 years. And so when I, but when I see, when I see you say this, and obviously on the podcast, we can't see this. I see there's a, like a glint in your sure, eye, I get excited. a smile on your face and you, there's love in your heart. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, life continues on and, and, mm-hmm. and, and certainly I'd like, you know, I joke sometimes like I'm Al Bundy. I think I, you know, <laughs> peaked in high school with, you know, really football. I mean, football, yeah. I did very well in wrestling, but sure. football, I really excelled in. really well, yeah. Uh, that, however, joking aside that I'm Al right. Bu- that I'm the real life Al Bundy, uh, you, you've, you've progressed. You know, I did graduate college. I sure. did, I, you know, I have had an honorable profession for 23 plus years. 23, okay. And, and continuing to go on. Sure. God willing, I make my 25. Yeah, exactly. And I should. Yeah. And, well, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely yeah. getting you there. Don't yeah, worry. yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> That's right. And, and your life progresses. You know, sure. I mean, religiously, I went from not being religious to yeah. suddenly, you know. Being religious. Be, yeah. find, finding, you know, God. And, yes. and uh, you know, so you have... You know, transformation. Transformation. It's constantly sure. going. However, sure. it's always nice to have those memories of your coaching staff. You right. know, and your 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 teammates. And again, I can't tell you who sat next to me in English class my senior right. year, but I could sure tell you about the locker room in both football and wrestling and how right. much fun we had. Absolutely. So, great so- lessons. <laughs> Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni for Cimarroni Couture. We have a Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's special that we'd love to present to you guys. Buy one suit at $10.95 or higher and get one at 50% off now until January 2nd. Or buy one entry-level suit at $7.95 and get a shirt for free. Check us out at Cimarroni Couture. 
That's Cimarroni Couture, 216-287-1522. So, so Scott, you know, you're, you're a peace officer, um, but you also have some other um, hobbies and some other sure. um, interests in your life. And I know yeah. that you're doing some private work as well. Yeah. And you're also uh, doing some other hobbies. So tell me a little bit about how, you know, that bond affected what you're currently doing. And I know that you have a, an incredible work ethic and you're really working hard. I mean, because I, I, I can't get you in the room at Chagrin Falls no, because I, you're working so hard. I work a lot. So tell me a little bit about that and, and how that relates back to, you know, both the wrestling room and, and the football field. Yeah, and probably, I mean, I think a work ethic's inside of you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, no matter what, but definitely the lessons of hard work of, of sports, especially the sports of football and wrestling, and I really always go back to wrestling. Sure. It's so tough. Well, uh, it just carries you over that, you know, because of my work ethic, I, I'd like to say, you know, on my days off, I do have other jobs. You know, I do hustle. I do sure. do what I need to do. Uh, and, uh, you know, if I have two days off a month, that's a good month. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. but you know, you got to also balance it with the family, with, with, you know, keeping your health up, exercise. Yes. yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough balance. You know, sometimes it's the sleep that's lacking for me. Sure. You know, I'm lucky sometimes to get four hours sleep, you know, cause unfortunately police work isn't, you know, Monday through Friday, eight to right. four, it's around the clock weekends, you know, and, and right. uh, just cause I'm 23 plus years on doesn't mean I'm still not working midnights, you know, yes. while everyone else is sleeping. Yes. Um, you know, Dealing You're with doing your thing. De- dealing Absolutely. with drunks, and, and that's not so fun sometimes. You know, so that leads me to, I think, one of our last questions is that you've been doing this for 23 years. Sure. In those 23 years, society has changed. Mm-hmm. Tell me some of the biggest changes in society, both good and bad, that you've seen uh, on the streets. Well, you know, you know, good. Yeah. I you know, people, they appreciate you. Okay. You know, I, I, I think it's the good and the bad is the ones that appreciate you really do now. Okay. Because they know it's very difficult. Gotcha. And again, I don't need people to thank me for of my course service. Not. But people do. Yeah. Where, where it wasn't like that at the beginning. But because I think people know, even working in a nice suburb where I work, certainly. Sure. A beautiful it, suburb. It's still, yeah. it's still, it still has are issues and there's still safety issues and we still it's a mobile society there are bad people live there and also bad people drive through every town every day it's the world we live in um so one aspect of society i think people kind of see the nonsense of the world we're in now and they're appreciative of what we do okay also the exact opposite people are a lot more disrespectful are they oh my goodness and yeah. and and i don't take it personal yeah okay. there are times it's like mm. yeah <laughs> you bite your, your speech t- bubbles you, like oh my god you right. bite your yeah. tongue a lot right but then i say to myself i have two more years uh, you ain't gonna see me on the youtube videos i'm gonna get through this right. with a big smile on my face gotcha and you're not gonna push my buttons and mm-hmm. and you you have to learn to count to ten Okay. <laughs> a lot of times in your head. Maybe 20. And, and I think that's the one thing is people are a lot more appreciative, okay. some. Okay. And then on the other side is people are a lot more disrespectful. So what you're seeing is a, a, a big schism, if you will. Correct. Bifurcation of society that's that hasn't been there in the past. There was a lot more in the middle, and now today there's more. The middle the is ends. not the norm. You gotcha. know, gotcha. I mean, you drive by and people will give you the bird. 
yeah. when you're just driving it's like are you kidding me right uh, and uh you, you know you'd wild. see that here and there back in the day now it's it's quite common believe it or not it's just right. and again okay you know right. what are you what are you going to do nothing nothing you can't exactly. so you know they want you to do something because that's right you know you react you just it's not going to happen so but you you just you just zen out and you just say hey i got to take care of what but you take bite care your of. tongue and you do what you got to do right again, and i have bigger fish to fry and that is providing for my family and and uh you know those people aren't taking my check away every two weeks exactly so I, right. I certainly yeah. don't let them you know you just bite your tongue and just keep on moving forward do you see more violence or less violence yeah uh, definitely our violent crimes have gone up over the last decade have they? that's something we absolutely talk about at the gotcha. station where our, our you know white collar crime obviously with identity theft that's we have a detective that's all he does right. white collar crime right and his and his case file is just it's constant it's uh, yeah. but the violent crime mm-hmm. uh, just because I think society it's just it's changed has it and I think uh, values and morals are not as great as they used to be. They're situational today. Yes. What's good for me, right? Yes. So I think a lot of times your violent crimes are definitely up. And uh, people's patience with each other, road rage again, you know, like people snap on traffic, you know, on on each other in traffic. We've all seen it. Yep. Uh, And it's just the world we're in. So, Scott, do you see, uh, are you, are you, are you positive? Are you out, you know, do you have a good outlook? on our society moving forward or what is your perspective are you optimistic i am optimistic mm-hmm. uh you know I, I i i do think you know you know we're, we'll be okay okay uh but you know quite frankly uh, my wife and i are probably moving more out east into you know rural sure area where we're, where we're already and yep. you know we just want to take care of our family take care of ourselves take sure. care of our neighbors take care of our church and yep. and that's that's important to us sure and um you know i mean we care for people but also we want to kind of like kind of yeah go do out, your go thing out, when you do your there. thing right yeah yeah, yeah. Be, be beekeepers you know <laughs> okay. which i'm definitely allergic to now again that's the stupid wrestling mentality my hobby could kill me but i do it i mean I love it. That's 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 a moron. You're a pure bison. I guess so. Yeah. God bless you. Yeah. Well, Scott, I really uh, want to thank you for your service well, to our again, community. Again, not necessary, but I, I appreciate that. it. Thank and you, I know Pete. that a lot of people don't like to be thanked, but I'm going to thank you because I always I, take a thank you. I love you. you. I you love you that. too, Pete. And uh, I want to thank you for coming in here and sharing some of your thoughts, some of your thank memories, you. and also some of your philosophy about. Uh, our society and i wish you uh i wish you well for the next couple years and then of course into retirement and as always thank you and uh you know we'll always love you and thank you for introducing me to sly and the family stone (laughs) still still remember those days of going to wrestling tournaments in the summer and sly in the car absolutely awesome music that's it's about paying it's about paying it forward man yeah sharing the love you know so uh thank you for coming in thank you and thank you maverick thank you again We are blood. This is blood time. Coach Cimarroni here. Thanks a lot. Cheers.